Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. Welcome to the program, listeners. Tyler Friel with you. WISR 680 AM, 107.5 FM. You are listening to Let's Talk. It's great to have you aboard here with us on this Monday morning. And uh, we're going to get things started here talking a little Medicare uh, during the Let's Talk program. Today, our guest is Mike Laurel from Health Benefit Options. He's inside the studio. Mike, good to see you as always. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, Tyler. So we're going to get into a full conversation here because we got uh, a big timeline coming up that our listeners will need to know about. So we'll talk all about that. But of course, as we always tell you here on the Let's Talk program, you can listen to us online, WISR680.com. You can also download the WISR mobile app. We're available on Android and iPhone, whatever you may have. And then if you can stick around for the full half hour of the program, we have you covered once again online, WISR680.com. Go under the programs page, find Let's Talk, and that's where you'll be able to find today's conversation with Mike Lauro and Health Benefit Options. You can also find us on on Spotify now just by searching WISR. Let's talk in there. You can also subscribe to the show as well. So health benefit options, Mike Lauro, uh, you were talking, you know, we were chatting off air before we hopped on. You're just about ready to rev things up here. Absolutely. <laughs> Getting ready a little to busy, go. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the annual enrollment period because people may hear these in commercials. They may hear them in conversation, but what does the annual enrollment period mean when we're talking about Medicare? Yeah. So let's start off with, there's two annual enrollments. There's one for Medicare, and then there's one for people under 65 that are uh, on individual health care. Okay. And a lot of times people get confused with that because they see annual enrollment period starts October uh, 15th, and then they hear, oh, our annual enrollment period starts November 1st. One is for people that are non-Medicare and one is going to be for the Medicare uh, okay. recipients. And the Medicare one starts October 15th and it goes until December 7th is the last day. So we can officially start talking about plans legally as of October 1st. That is the first day that we can have a conversation about the changes and the new plans that came out. So you're saying that as people would be calling you now and they hear, all right, well, October 15th, that's less than a month away, Mike. Can we start talking about plans? You're saying not so fast, my friend. Yeah, I think now is the time to give us a call and start scheduling talking okay. with us. You know what I mean? Uh, if you call up the office and say, I'd like to speak to Mike or Connie and want to talk about the plans, we just legally can't do that until October uh, 1st. So whenever people uh, are going through like they said, call you, set up the plan, or set up the conversation to talk about the plan. Take me through what a conversation, again, I know we can't get into the details of what the plans are, but take me through what a conversation would be with somebody who is in, in that annual enrollment. What would happen during that meeting? Yeah, so the first thing is what we call a needs analysis, okay? Uh, we have to know what's going on, you know, and we have to get permission from the, co the consumer to say, hey, can we talk about your medications and your, uh, you know, uh, health issues or anything mm -hmm. that you need that's pertinent to the conversation. So once we start asking these questions, it's like putting a puzzle together. Okay. We start finding out, okay, well, this is a UPMC network or a Butler health systems network, or, you know, this, they take this medication, they're diabetic. So this all gives us clues on which direction we have to go. So that's the first thing is really finding out, you know, what are they on right now? And, what are their what is their uh it's what they call needs analysis in order to start identifying what is going to be suited for them the best 
So that first conversation, are they signing papers or is this something that happens a little bit over time? No, and a lot of times, to be honest with you, Tyler, they could be on a plan that actually suits them, you know, and, and I'll tell them, you know, you're good. Just leave it alone. Don't don't touch it and just let it re-enroll. But just that frame, you know, that peace of mind to know that you've done your due diligence and I am in the right plan really is uh, what, the, you know, people should do. And again, we're here with Mike Lauro, Health Benefit Options. And something, too, you know, we've talked about in the past and why, you know, we, we suggest people use you is because, Medicare is something where there's a lot of nuance to yeah. it and that we all have our own specific, as you said, needs analysis. We all have our own medical needs and not every plan is the best for Joe or that it may be the best for yeah. Kathy. Things can be different from person yeah, and, to person. And, and you kind of use the word best, right? They don't want us using the word best because what suits one person may not suit another, mm. right? So we're, you know, we're not like if I sit with somebody and say, oh, I got the best plan for you. It's really not true because what could be the best for a person with diabetes may not be the best for somebody that has maybe a heart condition, mm -hmm. right? So what the needs analysis does is really uh, identifies what's going on so that if there is a chronic condition plan out there for heart or AFib or something, we can start taking those people and at least pulling those plans and putting them into the package of what we're going to show. When you're talking about savings and when you're talking about it being very effective for the consumer, for the person who is entering Medicare, if we are, you know, if you're taking a person who has tried to go on their own for a couple of years and then they reach out and talk to you, sometimes when you're talking dollars and cents, is can there be a significant change from what they're paying currently to if they sit down and chat with somebody like you to get a better, again, a, a plan that's more suitable to them? Yeah, I've seen it, you know. Um and a lot of times, especially as people get older, you know, um, up in age, and what happens is, is they just are so scared to look at anything else because I know what I have and it's, it's been working and there's nothing wrong with that, but you could be totally overpaying on that policy. Um, a lot of times it could be as simple as the formulary in that policy is extremely strong and you're not even taking a medication that would justify paying an extra hundred dollars for mm. the plan, right? So I've seen it uh, multiple times where it's not that the plan was a bad plan, it's just you're totally overpaying for something that you can get for a much reduced rate. When we're talking about going with somebody like you, you know, we've talked about this before in the past, but the emphasis of going local, the emphasis of being a part of a local yeah. team, what are the advantages that would separate you from, let's say, some sort of state or national agency? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is, is knowing where we are. We're right in the middle of town, you know, um, having that relationship with somebody. It's, it's, it's kind of like saying, you know, what would be the difference if you go see your doctor that you know and he knows your situation or just calling up a uh, telehealth yeah. uh, uh, type of place where you never spoke to this person before. So building that relationship and getting to know that individual, what they're looking for, uh, what conditions they have, um, and really understanding one another to where we're able to help them each year. You know, uh, the ongoing support is critical. You know, uh, these plans change every year, rules change, laws change. Um, you know, the, the, the programs change and just having a good grasp of that local uh, plans that are available. And there's and it's going to be really hard for somebody 
from another state or another even uh, area to understand the plans up here in Butler than somebody who actually lives and breathes it. And you were saying, too, I mean, things are Butler specific. So if I'm a resident of Butler County, I'm a resident of the area. Even if I'm somewhere in Erie County, it's going to be a little bit different than what we're yeah. facing right here. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be focused on the Erie plans, right? Mm-hmm. And now they may get one or two Butler people and they'll look at it, but they're not going to uh, pay attention to it as much as if they would in their own backyard. So mm-hmm. that's why they would specialize a little more in Erie, right? Um, there are plans designed specifically for Butler, you know, and, and, and understanding that uh, is definitely uh, critical. Yeah. Well, when somebody comes to you and you're trying to match that plan for them, basically all options are on the table for them, right? You don't try to yeah. push them one way or the other. No, no, never. Um, it's really, uh, you know, we take all the plans, put them on the table, and basically as they start to tell me the medications and their, you know, what they're looking to get out of the plan, their budget, all this comes into factor. And little by little, it narrows down to about three. Okay. And I, my job is to get it down to about three plans. And then at that point, we can go through those plans. And usually the consumer will say, I like that one. This is mm-hmm. the one I want to go with. And I'll give you the tendencies. You know, you could have tendencies on carriers. You know, some carriers have a tendency to do this or that. And the other ones, uh, you know, and I don't want to be non-compliant, So yeah. I don't want to say something bad. Yeah. But, you know, you have national carriers and you have local carriers, you know, and. Uh, some they both have positives and negatives mm. so advantages and disadvantages yeah. to everybody so again we're here with mike laurel health benefit options uh at this point mike as you said october 1st is when you can start going over these plans uh with uh people how do they start to make that appointment what's the best way to go about that yeah i mean the best way is to call our office at uh 724-705-0068 um, and there's two options. You know, one is just what we call a conference call, which is a 15-minute conversation. That's simple. You just call. You you make that appointment. We need it scheduled because we do have quite a few customers, and it's hard for somebody just to call and say, "Let me speak to Mike." You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's I could be on the phone with somebody or an appointment. It's really hard to do that. So we always ask people to just to call and schedule a conference call. Okay. Um, and the second one would be a, just an appointment where you're planning on bringing your information down and coming and sitting with us and getting to know us um, and just kind of let us do a review. What information uh, would somebody need to bring down typically if they were coming down for an appointment? I mean, it's always good to have your list of medications, your doctors, uh, your dentist, uh, your med- uh, what else, uh, Medicare ID, just things like that so that we have the basic information so that we can start putting that puzzle together. Now, this is a question from somebody that does not know, so it's a genuine question. Annual enrollment, is this a requirement for anybody that is in Medicare? If you're over 65, do you have to make sure that you re-enroll into the Medicare program? You don't have to re-enroll, okay? okay? Now, sometimes plans make it, um, how do I put it? Uh, Sometimes plans will be, what's the word I'm looking for here? (laughs) removed from the you know in other words they they discontinue that plan okay and what will happen is they will decide where to put you 
right? And I've seen this happen, especially mm. on prescription drug plans. Um, they'll just discontinue the plan and then you'll get a notification that's saying, we're moving you to this plan. You know, they decide and, and I'm not saying, you know, they try to keep it in mind of what you're doing and what you're, you know, like, you know, plan to plan, but man, that could be scary. I've seen it where somebody got put from, you know, a $10 plan into like a $70 plan, you know, and they didn't even know. The and, it, and they're like, I didn't know. I just started re-enrolls. Well, you could end up getting put into the wrong plan and now you're locked in, you know? So we don't want that. We, you know, we want everybody to at least do one thing, which is check their what, what's called annual notice of change. That annual notice of change comes in September. It should be by law to the consumer by September 30th. Now they should, that should tell them last year's plan compared to this year's plan in the plan that they're in. Okay, but definitely uh, everybody should at least um, review what they have each year. And that kind of speaks to what you were talking about earlier is that there are people who are comfortable with their plan. Let's say they get the plan again and they're like, mm -hmm. all right, uh, let's do this. But you're saying, especially with how much things change on a year to year basis, it's smart to at least have the conversation to see if this is the right plan for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, you know, should happen every year everybody should at least address it i know it's we all like to go through life and just say well i'm good you know and this <laughs> and that but um definitely should take the time to at least look at what your plan is what did they do is it giving you the benefits that you're looking for you know i mean mm -hmm. there's so many different things inside those plans that may benefit somebody that just uh, didn't know it was even there type of thing so a review is always good to do each year how often uh, are plans changing or plans discontinued does it depend on year to year i mean just how big of a change is there in the medicare market on a year-to-year -year basis yeah i mean plans change every year so there's no doubt about that they're going to change um the question is is you know, are they going to change significantly? Uh, they usually don't change significantly. Um, but carriers, if that carrier seems to have a lot of people enrolled in that plan, they can artificially, I guess, um, maybe increase the premiums, reduce the benefits to kind of get people to move to the plans that they want them in, you know, type of thing. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, um, maybe that's a conspiracy theory on mine, <laughs> but it's kind of like you'll see certain companies will come out with their featured plans, and you know, just, and those are the ones that they want to move the people into. And there's it's usually it's about profitability and stuff okay. like that. But um, definitely, you know, you could be with a company and be in the wrong plan just because. You know, they may have a portfolio of 20 plants and they have a new featured plan that they just came out with and you're in the old plan, you know, and where they're kind of like, OK, we'll leave it alone. We'll keep it the same. But, man, they come out with this new plan and it's got strong, strong benefits in it, you know, and may outperform the plan that you're currently in. So. So it's always good to just get an always good to get a, get an evaluation every year. So Absolutely. Uh, for folks then who and we, we talk about this, too, as well, let's say I'm turning 65 in december or january so i'm not quite there yet so i know it's a little bit of a niche question but do i need to talk to you at this point i mean is it smart for me to have these conversations during this time frame before medicare kicks in when should i start to take care of that yeah we usually uh send out letters to people or you know mailers to people one year out you know and just oh, say okay. hey you know you're turning 65 and you have to make a decision <laughs> um and then usually we go up until about six months out because 
uh, we they should at least speak to us within you know that time frame to start setting up that first appointment. The first appointment is more about the needs analysis and explaining how Medicare works. You know, because uh, there's a learning process. Uh, for everybody that's coming into Medicare. And it does, you know, one appointment ain't going to do it. It usually <laughs> takes two or three. And the light bulb goes on and I got it, you know. And once they feel comfortable where they, they understand that Medicare, how Medicare works, then we move on to the different types of plans that they can go into. So I always say, you know, it's good to meet with us at least six months out. How would you describe, and you touched upon it there. So let's say for somebody that is turning 65 for the first time, when you talk about Medicare, how do, do you describe it? I mean, is it a very challenging concept for people who aren't familiar with it? What is your overall view yeah. as to how, you know, common person would be able to navigate the waters? It's, of it's very different than the group policies. There's, there, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. uh, group policies, sometimes is more you pay, the better the plan. And it's not necessarily true with that with Medicare, you know? So it, it there's, there you know, and the biggest issue that people ha have with Medicare is, they don't know how to apply for Medicare or where to apply for Medicare. Do they have to apply for Medicare? What if they're still working? Do they want to stay on the group plan? Do they want to come off it and come on to Medicare? So all of these things are a challenge to people that aren't in this business, right? So you need that help of that third party coming in and saying, hey, I think you should stay with your group plan. Come and see me in two years when you're ready to retire. Or it could be as simple as, no, let me teach you how to get your Medicare card. Okay, let's get that in place. And then you can come back and we can start talking plans. So that's what our job is, is to help facilitate and step them through the process nice and easy so they don't go through that anxiety that you when you try to do it on your own, you know? And that was, you know, whenever I first started you know, talking to you about this, I had this complete myth of what Medicare looked like in my mind. And I'm right. guessing I can't be alone that I just thought like, yeah, there's a couple options. You take one and then that's it. And like, it would be set up automatically for you. It's well, so you can have just straight Medicare and don't have a, a policy, uh, you know, to, to overlap it. Right. Okay. So Medicare was designed to just take care of people with the red, white, and blue card. And then you get a prescription drug plan and then that's your basic coverage. And you can do that. The problem is you can also run up some bills that way. Cause you have 20% on the hook on, mm. on your medical. So they design these plans called Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement to fill in the gaps that Medicare doesn't cover. And that's what we do. So the job really is to find which plan is going to fill in those gaps the best for that person. And it depends on budget. And it, it's like putting that puzzle together, right? Yeah. So this is where it gets confusing for people because they think the same way. It's like, I'm coming on to Medicare. All I got to do is, I guess, oh, wait a minute. How do I sign up for Medicare? Wait, uh do I need something else besides that? You know, these are all questions when they come in and it's very confusing. And then on top of the confusion, it's all the mailers they're getting, the phone calls they're getting, the, you know, it's like they're getting bombarded from everybody. And this happens during annual enrollment period too. This is why it's good to work with somebody local. It's so mm -hmm. simple. You get in your car, you can make the phone call, get an appointment with us and just discuss it and you have a face to put it to, you know, and then you, you know, we help uh, step you through the process each year. So let's talk about that phone number again. What's the number to call if they want to set Absolutely. that up? Absolutely. It's 724-705-0068. 
So you talked about Medicare Advantage and you talked about Medicare, supplemental Medicare. Yeah. What's the difference? (laughs) Yeah. Two different worlds. And this is usually what we discuss on those first appointments, you know, Um, because like I said, you know, most people think, oh, I get Medicare and then I'll just get a plan. And there's two different directions you can go. One is called a Medicare supplement, which is a medical policy that does not have uh, prescription drug coverage in it. Most don't. And then you have a uh, advantage plan, which is more of what they call part C, which is an all in one type of process where you'll get the drug policy, you get extra benefits, you'll get, you know, uh, you'll have a network that you have to abide by, whether it's an HMO, PPO. This is where it starts to get confusing, right? He's like, oh, <laughs> no, the alphabet wait, wait a minute. Soup, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the alphabet soup. So we have to decide in the initial phases which direction they want to go. And there's pros and cons on both sides, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but in the end, there's no right or wrong. It's what's best for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And again, speaking to the part that, you know, we've alluded to a number of times, working with somebody like you, Absolutely. Local, right there. You can help these folks out. Yeah, because, you know, it's easy to get us. We're right in town. Mm-hmm. You know, we're there uh, most of the time, nine to f- nine to five, you know, uh, unless we're on vacation or something like that. But <laughs> for the most part, we're there. And if we're not there, somebody will be there to answer the phone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good situation for the local community. Um, and it's good to support your local community, you know? Yeah, one of the things, too, that, you know, a lot of people I think may have questions about is how they deal with, you know, a spouse in a situation like that. I know we've talked about this before, but let's say I'm turning 65 and my spouse is 64 or 63 Mm -hmm. or something like that. And you have this separation, but she was on my group plan. How is this all going to work? Very common question happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest things that we have because obviously, you know, uh, it's going to come down to a numbers game and it's going to come down to a, a risk analysis. So, one thing about the group policies is, you know, they cover certain things well, and then they, but they also have a higher risk of running up a bill, right? Then it comes down to, well, what is it going to cost your spouse if she went on the individual marketplace, right? So we know you could have a higher risk of having a larger bill with a group policy, but at the same time, you know, it could be, if you, if that person went on to Medicare, the spouse could be paying seven, $800 a month. And that doesn't make sense, right? But it also could be where the spouse is only paying $150. There's so many factors in that question (laughs) that there's no possible way. And there's no way that it would be really hard for somebody to do that on their own. Uh, And that's what, again, I think is the recurring thing about this. And it's just that there's so much nuance. And as you, we keep alluding to the jigsaw puzzle that it's like, hey, whatever may have worked for your neighbor is not necessarily going to work for you. It's all a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. And I get a lot of people who come in and they say, I want to retire and I'm 63 and I just can't Mm. do it because my insurance is going to be too much. And sometimes they find out, wow, wait, my insurance wasn't going to be that much. And I could have retired at 63. So I always encourage people to at least make that appointment to see if you can retire, even if you have a spouse that is, uh, you know, on your policy. It could be where we can get you affordable health insurance and you can, you know, live out your dreams. So, um, but yeah, I mean, every situation is going to be different and that's what makes this difficult, you know, and that's why you need experienced people because if you're not experienced, you, you know, you wouldn't have come across half of these situations Mm -hmm. and we have, you know, we really come across pretty much every situation possible. I learn every day, but for the most part, we've been around for a while, so. And and just, you know, 
in general, because I know we can't get into specifics, but have you noticed any trends over the last year that maybe the consumers will need to be aware of whenever it comes to Medicare? Are there certain things that stick out to you that are going to be a little bit different? Yeah, you know, I, I'm noticing in the Medicare Advantage side, there's it's more, becoming more of a commodity business where, you know, you're starting to see things like flex, flex cards and you know, the dental was added. I mean, five years ago, there, you know, there wasn't even dental in the policies. Really? You know? So, so the, what I'm finding is they're really enticing people f with these. And this is, you know, a huge thing that happened, which was uh, a lot of these commercials you're seeing on TV were pretty much non-compliant. They were uh, advertising more about the, uh, you know, you can save money on your Social Security and all this stuff that really wasn't part of the original plan, which was basically medical, you know, what is your copay, mm -hmm. you know? So they started getting into this, what they call commodity business. And they're, it's like almost like a bait and switch. They get them out there and I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get that, I'm gonna get this, but they never really go over the plan. So there was a lot of complaints through the, uh, um, you know, the, through the government saying, hey, I felt like I was bait and switched, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they put a, a, a lot of restrictions now and, and you know, on, uh, on the compliance side of what we can say and what we can't say anymore. So I expect to see less commercials this year, uh, which is good because yeah. I just think there were certain plans that they were pushing a round peg into a square hole on people just to make a sale. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about us is, is we're local um, and we don't charge anything. You know, the carriers pay us to help that individual. And, you know, our job is really to protect that individual. So. Yeah, and I mean, that's the other thing too, as I think people listen to it, sometimes it almost may seem like, all right, can that, this guy actually be in my camp this much? And you're saying, yeah, you're not beholden to any one provider. You're not beholden. No. To any, you're beholden to the individual, making sure it works for them. I work for even though I'm I represent the carriers, right? Mm -hmm. So I have still have to go through the certification process. I have to agree upon their conditions, things like that. But in the end, I my, I am always going to side on the the customer on what is best for them. So whether it's carrier A or B, you know, I'm not pushing them to that carrier, I am going to find what's gonna suit that individual. We've been talking a lot about 65 and older, but you had mentioned that there's another classification of people who are eligible in this annual enrollment period that may be under 65. Could you describe a little bit about what, you know, that demographic may look like and who's actually eligible in that regard? Uh, the under 65? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of times, you know, if somebody gets laid off, Okay. Right. So they have the option of Cobra or they can go on the individual marketplace or just people who just don't have, you know, self-employed like myself. Right. I need health insurance. I don't have group coverage. So therefore, I have to go on the individual marketplace to get that coverage. Mm. So a lot of times you get small companies. It could be somebody like, you know, a plumber with three or four employees. They may need our services to help getting their employees uh, some health insurance. Uh, it could be uh, just an individual lost their health coverage, you know. Um, so that enrollment period is from November uh, 1st until uh, January 15th actually ends February 1st, but I always say January 15th because they, we need to get those application in by yeah. the 15th. So just give yourself a little bit of time. Yeah, and, and that one is really confusing too <laughs> because it all is income-based. Um, it comes down to the premiums are actually desi designed by how much money you make or you're projecting to make. So a lot of times what happens is somebody could get laid off 
in January and they're like, oh man, I'm going to pay a ton of money. But meanwhile, they're not working. So their projection is real low, right? Mm -hmm. You could say, well, I'm projecting I'm going to only make 21000 because I'm not working anymore, right? Yeah. And it could be as, you know, a premium that's only like $20, you know? Yeah. So, so there's a lot of good things inside there if you know what you're looking for and you, you understand how it works, but most people don't understand how it works. And it's just, it is very complicated, just like Medicare. Well, and again, you're, you're getting to a point where you're dealing with a lot of life you know, happening around you. And the oh. last thing that you need to do is I wouldn't expect people to understand it. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it took me many, many, many years to have a grasp and really understand this. This is why, you know, I worry about people going to see, you know, agents that just started, you know, because there's, it's impossible, you know, to learn everything in a year or two, you know, that's why experience is so important in this business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, You've been mm -hmm. around the block I've been there. and uh, you know i've talked to you too you try to keep up to date with all those trends and different things Absolutely. like that by talking to yeah. other folks yeah. because it's important it is yeah. it is you know uh, and one other thing i did want to touch on which uh on the compliance side so people understand there's a new regulation so if they call oh. our office and they want an appointment we're going to ask for what they call a scope of appointment okay um, because of those commercials that were on tv and now i shouldn't say that beep but I think it's because <laughs> of the commercials that you were seeing that you were getting bombarded with. Um, the, uh, the government decided to come up with what they call a 48 hour rule, which means if you call an 800 number just to uh, talk about Medicare, it used to be where they can just transfer you over to an agent and the agent can just enroll you. What they really want to do is give you time to think about it. So they're saying you have to call up the agent that agent has to send you what they call a scope of appointment. And then you can't discuss that Medicare for 48 hours. Mm. So even if they call my office and they want an appointment, what's going to happen is, is uh, Hannah may say, Hey, we got to, we got to send you a scope of appointment and you just click what you want to talk about and then sign your name. That gives us permission now to speak about Medicare and we can't speak about it until or at least talk about plans we can talk general but we can't talk about the plans for 48 hours okay. so i just want people to know that if they call my office and we start asking for a scope of appointment that's what that is because everybody is everybody and if, if an agent isn't doing that then they're non-compliant okay so this is and this is brand new then brand new okay yeah. <laughs> again things are changing all the time Mike. well you know it's <laughs> and and you know that makes it difficult because a lot of times people just want questions answered yeah. is, you know is my plan good can you tell me about the new plans you know and i get it you know like i totally get it but the problem is we have to be compliant yeah you know, and uh, it's very important. And it's kind of good for the consumer because this is where a lot of the bait and switch happened. You know, mm -hmm. right away they couldn't think. They're like, okay, sign me up, you know, and they really didn't get a chance to sit back and really, you know, um, ruminate on the process and what they were buying. So, yeah. As we wrap up, what is the contact information for people to make that appointment? Absolutely. Yes, it's, you can call our office at 724 7050068 we're located on North Main Street 340 North Main Street in Butler right over by Fisher's Automotive uh over right uh adjacent to the YMCA right in mm -hmm. front uh you can also go to our website which we have so much information on there which is uh, www.healthbenefitoptions.net 
Net. Net. Mike Lauro, Health Benefit Options. Mike, as always, good to see you. Thank you, Tyler. I'm sure you'll be busy here yep, next month. Yep, we will. <laughs> if you missed any of our program, you can check it out online, WISR680.com. is a place to take care of that. I'm Tyler Friel saying so long for now. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.